Oh my goodness. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Listen, we've been having a jam on the side of uh, the A-team equator. We've been dancing. Mikasa, Nana. Yes, we've been dancing because, you know, a lot of people are back at work. A lot of people have been, um, you know, just carrying on with life. But others have not been responsible. So... We as a family need to sit down and talk about this because we're quite concerned, right? Um, since alcohol has been um, reopened for consumption and not just consumption, but sale, a lot of people are back at work and there's others who just don't want to behave. And it's, 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 it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So we're going to be speaking to Lakint Imane, who is uh, the alcohol industry representative, and we're going to talk about what can be done. We don't want to find ourselves... Uh, with an alcohol ban again. So, A teamers, remember the number that you can get us on is 0891 or WhatsApp 0614 Very good evening to you, Lucky. How are you doing this evening? Good evening, Patricia, and good evening to our listeners as well. I'm doing great. It's um, been a very long day. I, I can only imagine with all the news that are going around the alcohol industry, it must have been busy. So, let's talk about the the lifting of the ban. I'm sure everyone in the industry was excited, the taverns, the bottle stores, people who work in the industry, the producers of alcohol were excited that the ban has been lifted. But now we find ourselves a weekend later and we are probably skating on thin ice. I think maybe the problem is the use of the word or maybe what people will have said to themselves that, you know what, they need to be excited that the ban has been lifted. I think the more appropriate word will have been maybe to say relieved, you know, that people will have been relieved that their favorite uh, uh, drink of choice is back on the shelves again because I think that will have then meant that people are then able to then enjoy this product in a responsible manner. But what we have seen in the past few days then points to something more sinister. It means that people even got more excited and they even forgot to behave themselves. So we continue to call on the consumers of this beautiful product to uh, enjoy the product and not actually abuse it. Mm. Now, I want to go to a voice note here from our A-teamers. A-teamers, remember that we'd like to hear from you. What do you think we should be doing to ensure that we don't get another ban on your beverages of choice? Hi, Kathy. Hi, A-teamers. Uh, if you are talking about alcohol, uh, alcohol, has a big, big problem because those people who enter the car when they are drunk. So alcohol may be closed soon because of those elements, little elements. So they are killing our vibe. We do like alcohol, but then we are using it responsibly. Some of Okay, so A-teamer, my name is Patricia. I'm not as pretty as Kathy. <laughs> I wish I was, but uh, yeah, and I, I do agree with the, the A-teamer that um, others are just not being responsible. I mean, going out and drinking and then driving, causing accidents. I mean, we've heard of the fatalities over this weekend. So, Lucky, how do we then curb this? How do we ensure that the education level when it comes to consumption of alcohol is done at a proper uh, pace where people will actually adhere? I think from the onset, you know, we'd like to send our condolences to the families of the three police officers who lost their lives in the line of duty uh, in the incident that has been widely reported. I, I think it's very important to to understand that the issues that 
give rise to uh, abuse of liquor. They are, they are behavioral. And any initiative or program that you then implement will take a bit of time for it to show results. But as part of our commitment to government and uh, with the meeting that we had with the Minister of Health about uh, 10 days ago, uh, give or take, we made commitments around four pillars that we felt are going to underpin you know, our fight against alcohol abuse and its associated harm. And uh, some of the key pillars that we highlighted were around uh, drink and driving and also responsible trading of liquor, as well as underage drinking. But also added in there was the issue of gender-based violence uh, where we, we're focusing on tavern dialogues, which is going to tell the stories in tavern real estate to address the issue of gender-based violence. But let me go to the one that that seems to be making headlines, unnecessarily so, uh, which is drink and driving. And uh, make a call equally to say that uh, people that make a conscious decision to go out and, and have fun must also make a conscious decision that once they have taken even a sip of alcohol, they must not be able to, 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 to drive. You know, it's a zero tolerance on drink and driving, as it were, because... That will ensure that you even protect the lives of the innocent that are using the roads and which have a right to use the roads as citizens of the country, like we saw in the deaths of the police officers. You know, uh, they were at work and, and, and alcohol seemed to be, you know, the, 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 to blame them, uh, rightfully so. We're then saying uh, zero tolerance on, on drink and drive. Let people, you know, make up their mind when they do plan to go out. But, but also let us comply with all the regulations, the COVID-19 regulations. We know about the curfew of of 10 o'clock, and we keep encouraging our liquor to say, yes, you are allowed to open uh, and trade till 10 o'clock, but equally so, the curfew starts at 10. So why don't you take a responsibility and close a bit early so that we're able to sanitize our places and prepare them for trading the following day, but also allow our patrons to be able to reach home whilst we comply with COVID-19 regulations. So we believe that the decision by government to actually allow us to trade, more especially the on-premise, which is a restaurant and a tavern, was a responsibility that government gave us. And government gave us the confidence that we're going to do the right thing. And the right thing is that we don't close the tent, but we close a bit earlier, so that we're able, we're able to comply with all the COVID-19 regulations as it pertains to KFU. So we, as uh, uh, liquor manufacturers, liquor traders, the entire alcohol industry, we, we want to do things in a responsible manner. And we like to comply with all the government um, regulations pertaining to COVID-19, but also the basic, uh, you know, the basic laws of the country that we all need to to, to, to observe. Hmm. No, like you, so in terms of the initiatives that have been put out there, um, are the the, the are, are are the establishments that are selling the alcohol actually adhering to it? Uh, I, Patricia, I, I sorry, I didn't get the last part. Are the other establishments selling alcohol adhering to the suggestions that you are making? So, for instance, saying closing a bit earlier so that you can sanitize and allow your patrons to get home before the curfew. Are they actually adhering to it? Uh, the reports we're getting, uh, Patricia, is that yes, they are those that are adhering, but we would like to uh, see that happening across the board. You know, it should not just be, you know, some, but we would like to, 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 to believe that all the liquor traders have got the best interest of not only the country heart, but also their patron. So we, we want to make that call that, you know, this is, uh, I think, the, the approach that they need to, to follow, to close a bit early, so that they allow their patrons to, I mean, to, to, to get home on time, 
uh, in line with the curfew uh, guidelines. Because you you can imagine if you are a, a trader or a tavern or a restaurant and you close a test, what does it mean for your for your, for your patron? You know, it's as if you, you don't even care about their well-being. You know, so we we actually are calling on liquor traders to ensure that they play a part. You know, 10 o'clock, yes, it was said by government, but we can also play our part you know, by being proactive and supporting government you know, in their stance to ensure that we all fight the COVID-19 pandemic because it's not only facing government, it's facing us as society and as liquor traders. We are citizens of the country before we are business people. So we ought to keep that in mind in all our actions. Now, AT here says accidents are caused by drunks. If you are caught driving over the limit, impound the vehicle. You need to pay 20,000 rands to release your car. Don't punish the nation for irresponsible behavior of some. Um, and, and, you know, when there's deaths involved, obviously, and when there's m- misconduct involved, a lot of people are going to feel, inverted commas, punished because that's what happened when the the first alcohol ban was lifted and then reinstated with immediate effect. Patricia, it's you know you know it's a tough one and and we we have no mercy for those that break the law. We have no mercy for those that get behind the wheel with alcohol in the system. That's why we we call in for the zero tolerance on alcohol. Uh, we think it's a fair call uh, that will allow you know the citizens of the country to be protected. Uh, whereas those that are enjoying liquor in a responsible manner continue to do so as well. Uh, I've had calls of you know, stricter measures announced by the Minister of Police, uh, Figlin Balula, in which we support in principle, but obviously we'd like to engage with him so that we can also share our input, so that we then create a social compact that allows us to have long-term interventions because uh, the issue of alcohol abuse you know, has been with us for a very long time. And I think we have managed to avoid it and face it head on. And it just caught up with us now, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, which then creates another, another, another layer of, of complexity on its own. But we support any measures that are going to ensure that we curb, you know, not only alcohol abuse, but also the issue of drug, uh, drug and driving, as we might have seen in the past few days. That has been the highlight, you know, of, of, of the opening of the liquor industry. And we'd like to see things changed going forward and we know that we are approaching month end you know uh, we are hoping that there will not be uh, that much excitement but people will feel responsible in the way that they conduct themselves as they enjoy um, alcohol which actually is meant to be enjoyed and not abused now you know like he, as as we are looking at um this uh, the, the, the abuse of alcohol you rightly say that we've always had it but now it's, it's so highlighted and amplified because of the covid-19 and the bans and the so on we've had as an industry do you think that it would call for yourselves as the alcohol industry to collaborate with some of uh, the organizations like alcohol anonymous and so on so that people are helped to not abuse alcohol. We, we welcome any 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 partnership, you know, that seeks to arrive at at a goal of ensuring that we deal with with this issue once and for all. And we also call on government, you know, the South African Legal Research Council, you know, the alcohol unit led by Prof. Charles Perry. We call on those as well to to come forward with any any solutions because we as an industry we do not have. A silver bullet, and this is not an issue that only faces us as the industry. It faces us as the society, as communities, and also equally so as government. So we welcome any 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 intervention or any support that might come from civil society 
or any other grouping that uh, seeks to address this issue with us. And we, we are, we are, we are, well, we are, we are opening our arms to say, come, let's, let's, talk, let's talk together, let's find a solution. I think time for talking is gone, really. You know, we need to start seeing difference on the ground. And, and, and if those partners are able to help us uh, get to that, and then uh, by all means, we want to have a conversation with them so we can get something going as a matter of aging. Now, with the lifting of the alcohol ban, I'm sure a lot of people within the industry who work and earn their livelihoods from the industry have uh, seen uh, quite some relief. Can you tell us about that? Because I think that's one of the feel-good stories, either than the fact that people enjoy their glass of wine or beer or whatever it is that they drink, but the fact that the people who work in this industry are back at work and are able to earn an income. Yes, it's essentially a mixed bag because if you look at the tavern industry with 34,500 taverns, about 8,000 of those could not open on the 1st of June in the first instance when the lockdown was lifted. And it is our belief that now almost half of those tenants are not back at work or they haven't opened their doors. So it's a mixed bag, really, that half are celebrating that they are able to trade, but about half are not able to come back online because they don't have money for stocking. You know, they are not prepared. They are not ready uh, to be able to, 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 to trade uh, going forward. And also, if you look at our independent liquor traders, uh, some of them had their leases uh, terminated because they could not pay rent over the two or three months that uh, you know we're not operating. And by by extension, it meant if your lease is terminated and then your liquor license expires and you cease to operate. So it's a mixed bag, but we welcome that the ban has been lifted. And all that we need to do from our side is just to pick up the pieces and, 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 and see what the future holds for us. Like as we close off our discussion, what can we do? What can you say to encourage consumers to be more responsible and to do the right thing? I think the, the president has, has mentioned that you know this is in our hands, and 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 and, and particularly we like to focus more on on the drinking drive, which is, has been the major headache for all of us. And to say to to uh, to the patrons, to the consumers, to those that enjoy. Uh, a liquor. Uh, have none for the road. Uh, drink smart. Leave for tomorrow. Uh, let's create a safe uh, ride home for all South Africans and all citizens that use the road. Thank you so very much, Lucky. And uh, we really hope that we will not see a ban again uh, when it comes to alcohol and people will be more responsible. Looking forward to speaking good news with you uh, in the near future and saying that, yes, yeah, South Africans are actually adhering, yeah? Thank you, Patricia, for the opportunity. Thank you very much. That was Lakin Demande, and Demande, who's an alcohol industry representative. And it seems, South Africans, we need to take responsibility. Um, whether you are an establishment that sells alcohol or you are a consumer of alcohol, do not drink and drive. Like, literally, don't drink and drive. Order, um, you know, a taxi and get home safely, uh, as opposed to doing what we've been doing, that's driving under the influence. Not safe, not good, and we don't want people within this industry to be hard hit. Let me remind you, at uh, 11 o'clock, which is like a minute from now, you're going to have uh, Zolega Kodasha giving you the final news bulletin. But after that, we are speaking closet conversations, and uh, the focus is going to be on people living uh, with disabilities under the lockdown conditions and what the treatment has been from society and their own families. Make sure that you are tuned in.